dun, 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 dun. On this week's show, dun, 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 dun. we discuss all of the biggest issues in Irish rugby. Da, 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 Is Will Connors da, 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 in cahoots with a time-traveling sexy robot da, 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 sent back in time to chop tackle and save Irish rugby? And also, when is an appropriate time to remove the reindeer antlers from your car after Christmas? Is Will Addison as sexy as he is class? Yeah. Good. Joe presents Baz and Andrew's House of Rugby, together with Guinness. Hello and you're very welcome to Baz and Andrew's House of Rugby, here on Joe, together with Guinness. It's between Christmas and New Year's, when you're full of turkey and full of beers. Between the 25th and the 31st, when the country is about to burst. It's been called Crimbo Limbo, and more recently, The Gooch. Not your man that plays for Kerry, but that place between your arse and your flute. (laughs) (laughs) It's a weird time of year, isn't it? We call it Barsh. Barsh, yeah. That doesn't rhyme, though. We call it Gooch down here, which is... We call it both. It's fine. An unfortunate name for your man that played for Kerry. Do you know him? No, I've never heard of him. It's a guy him. that played for Kerry. Who's <laughs> Sorry, like, I have heard of him, but not in that context. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, oh, did you not know what the Gooch was? See, no. I don't know if many people do know this. That no. That's what the... That's where it came from. N- I don't know which... I like... It, no, that's not where he... <laughs> 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 Either way, it's terrible. <laughs> Whether it was named after him or he was named after it. But yeah. there's, there's definitely a connection there. And yeah. it's weird when you hear like commentators talking about him thousands of people talking about him all the time he's a big name then oh he? huge yeah, yeah one of the biggest GA players like football players one of the best ever Oof. and uh, he's got that name it's brilliant <laughs> yeah shame on me yeah um, had you a good Christmas yes I did I did a lot of time with family very chilled out as chilled out as you can get with, with um, three kids and mm. uh, but Molly and Jack anyway are in great form uh, although Jack, I don't know. I don't. At four years old, I think, he, I think he's worked out. Um, worked out what? Worked out. Has he? I don't. Just in case we have any I listeners hasn't. below four years old, it may be. He says, "Daddy, is Santa for real? For real? For real? <laughs> yeah. Not is he real? Is he? Full? He's for real. Like, wow. Yeah, but I think he is. Been, of course, he is. But the thing, yeah. I, I, Jack. Jack, yeah, I think um, Jack is confused. Santa and Jesus are often merged into one. <laughs> <laughs> Saying our prayers one night, he, he thanked Jesus for all the presents. <laughs> <laughs> he is the original source of the presents, right. Jack, yeah, 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 yeah. via Santa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's, uh, that's interesting. So yeah, he, yeah. Put, he lobs them both in together. Yeah, and I saw another, side of, I saw another side of Jack as well. Um, uh I thought about getting him a Nintendo Switch, but I thought he's just he's just too young. Like it's maybe seven or eight, kind of around the age where you get a Nintendo Switch, apparently, because mm. his uh, cousins had them. And um, he, but on Christmas Day, all the cousins were around, so he's playing Nintendo Switch. Oh. <laughs> I remember when I was a youngster, or no, even when I was young, even when I was playing, I had a bit of a, a bit of a short fuse. You know, I had a bit like a bit of red mist yeah. in me. Yeah. Johnny Saxon always slags me for having red mist, and that's fine coming from him because I know he's got some red mist as well. But 
I, there was a wee moment and Jack couldn't work this game on the Nintendo Switch. <laughs> Fired it down and started screaming. And I was like, do you know, do you know the movie uh, Mr. Brooks, Kevin Costner? I don't. He's a serial killer in it. He's like a successful businessman. He's like Time Magazine Man of the Year. But he's a serial killer. His daughter then, towards the end, like half an hour before the end, his daughter comes to visit him, comes home from university. <laughs> And she's killed someone, and he's like, you've got it too. That was the moment I saw Jack throw a tantrum. You've got it too. And I was like, you've got a short fuse too. <laughs> You'd be a good serial killer, actually. You'd you think be like so? American Psycho. Is it similar to that? Have you seen that film? Yeah, yeah. Patrick Bateman. Yeah. Yeah, yeah similar fit, enough. You'd fit that kind of mould. Um, thanks. Yeah. Quite straight-laced, and, and you seem very proper, but then you're a maniac. I would get away with wasn't it. Wasn't Jack at some point over Christmas, I saw on your Instagram, was sorting a load of sweets out into... Psycho. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Psycho. Quite enough. Best, to look, best to look with that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, I think it's going to be... And we're going to have an interesting few years with them. Mm. It Just might... Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. Just start yeah. killing any animals out your backyard. <laughs> or anything like that. Sacrificing the cat. Keep away yeah. from my house anyway. Um, what about your, your two show any signs of serial killing? No. Bit young yet. Four or five months. <laughs> Give them a chance. Give them a chance, yeah. Annabelle, like obviously she's named after a oh, yeah. murderous doll. So <laughs> yeah. I've, 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 I have hopes that yeah. she's going to be tough. I hope so, because it would be a great way for us to keep in touch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have a lot in common Side each other through that glass window. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have been barely been home over Christmas. It's yeah. been a pain in the hole because we've been gigging a lot. But we're done now. Last night we were in Kilkenny. We, as in all of us. Uh, yeah, as in yeah. me included. Yeah, we're we're done. This is our last show of the decade, our last gig of the decade last night in Kilkenny. It was lovely. Um, my hotel room had a bidet. Oh, did you wash your arse? No, <laughs> I didn't. Um, I probably should have. It was. Uh, I haven't seen a bidet in a while. We used to have a bidet at, ho- at home. <laughs> I'm not sure of your pronunciation, but what's fine. it? What do you call it? Isn't it a, a bidet? Is it a because we used to call it a bidet in Limerick. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought we were... Uh, is it not a bidet, like uh, a French bidet? Maybe it could be. Did you call it a bidet as well? Yeah, it reminds me of Crocodile Dundee, where he's trying to work it out. Was he? Yeah. Ah. For washing your backside! <laughs> <laughs> we tried to tell my sister that it was uh, a water fountain for drinking out. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, you drink out of it, you drink out of it. I don't ever remember washing my arse in it, but... No. Definitely... I was thinking, well, I wonder, does Keith Earls have a, a bead, you know? A bead. Because he definitely didn't have one when he was younger. Yeah. But now that he's rich and famous, yeah. <laughs> I'd love if he had a bead in his house. Was always <laughs> that's, new, that's a sign of new money, is it? Yeah, yeah. 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 We'll get him on. We should do uh, Baz and Andrew's cribs and go to rugby players' houses and see, just to see if they have beaders. Yeah, we'll go to Eamon Bracken's house. Remember I told you he did the... the the piss take of the MTV cribs at um, Irish schools. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ah, MTV. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't expecting you till tomorrow. <laughs> right, in character. That's great. Um, so you were busy over cold comms as well. Um, yeah. I was listening to you after the Ulster Connacht match tonight. Yeah. Robbo, which I loved, started calling the... Uh, oh, yeah. The, 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 the two brothers, uh, Stephen and... Uh, Connor Fitzgerald, Sprout, and yeah. uh, Turnip, which is brilliant. Yeah, yeah. And he also referenced our little drum and bass. Yeah. So Trimby joined us on stage in Belfast a few weeks ago before Christmas um, for a little 
kind of a rave. You got on the yeah. you got on the percussion and you you had a little go. But before the gig, we had a little bit of a jam. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, very little prep. We just threw that together, and it was the it, we broke the internet. I think. I think so. <laughs> yeah, David O'Darty posted it twice. Yeah, on his Twitter. <laughs> yeah, just saying. Yeah, no, I think it, it went down a treat. Okay, so we'll have a spin-off band, just strum and bass. Yeah. Just doing Anderson Pack and Mac Miller covers. Yeah, okay. Goofy, keep it splashy. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so you had a busy Christmas with Co-Coms? Uh Yeah, yeah. I, I really enjoyed actually working with uh, Robo and Bernard Jackman. Uh, yeah, it was it was nice to see uh, Ulster kick on a little bit. So I was, I've, be, I've been very lucky. I've never been in a position where I've, I've on comms had to give Ulster players a hard time. Or I know like hard truths all the time. You've yeah. even on on this show, they've okay. They mightn't win all the time, but they play. I know. There's positive. always something. Yeah, and I was thinking that there's always a positive. Unlike, unlike yourself, <laughs> we'll get into that later on. That's why Fla is sick today. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, by the way, <laughs> conveniently isn't here today. Uh, he had to, he's taken a little uh, ho- Christmas holiday with the kids. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, we'll yes. start with Leinster versus, or we'll start with Ulster versus Connacht on whatever day of the week that was. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, a pretty formidable performance. Dan McFarland is really putting it together at this point. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they defended very well again. I think there was a point where there was 34 phases and they, they kept uh, Connacht out. 34 it was, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I, I went back and counted it. He di- no. Because you, you're... you're uh, you just don't trust the, uh, ESPN or Opta. Yeah. Or any commentary. I don't know how to be looking up those shtets. <laughs> You'd rather do it the old fashioned way. I just press rewind and went back. Because, like, you, you, on, on TV, you got it up to like 26, and then something else came up on the feckin' screen and, yeah. and stopped it. And then you stopped counting. So I had to go back and, and did it myself. Yeah. Um, and then that was pretty impressive. Yeah. I find those passages of play, passages of play, um, Interesting the way people react to them at the end of them because it was relentless. Putting 34 phases together in Ulster's 22 is seriously impressive. Ulster's defence was equally as impressive. Kind of rocking a few times, picking mm-hmm. times to go. A couple of big hits in there as well. Same thing happened, Munster-Leinster, twice. Mm. Both, uh, both of them came to nothing as well. Leinster in around 50 minutes mm-hmm. and then Munster towards the end. And I just find it interesting, the reaction afterwards... Because both teams are creating and impre- are doing something really impressive there, but it's that last play that decides mm. who's on top. That last phase, one thirty-fourth <laughs> yeah, yeah. of that passage Incredible of play. Incredible yeah. from us. Unbelievable defense because they got because they got the last phase, so yes. they got the turnover now. Or unbelievable attack. If- Such patience, relentless. <laughs> yeah. like, all on that one phase. Yeah. Isn't it funny how like that is? I know. It's well, this is your job as co-coms now to just change that. Yeah, nah, it was. <laughs> I did, but no one. Everyone thinks that's boring. You, if you say brilliant from both teams, you <laughs> okay, sign right. like you have to jump on board. I just love someone. rugby. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you yeah. have to. You have to get on board with it. Yeah, that's fair enough. You have to get a bit tabloidy. Yeah, no, it was. To be fair, like they were, they were pretty impressive when they're getting up off their feet and, and just going again and going again. Yeah. And uh, and it just, I don't know, they felt comfortable and I felt throughout the game uh, Ulster looked very 
comfortable like exiting out of their own half. Very and, good. That was a big part of what. The, yeah, because um, they're always a threat. They're a threat to go. Uh, we've seen them score tries from their own twenty-two over the yeah. last few weeks. Um, and then Will Addison just floating around. Let's look. Let's not just go through end to end of the game. Let's just focus on Will Addison for a good <laughs> bit of this. Yeah, so um, I was getting a hard time for not giving him man of the match. Yes. So, what was your thoughts there? Why didn't you? I think um, you. What was your point in Twitter that if it's a girl that you fancy, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you're younger, you don't <laughs> yeah. want to be like. I was being mean to him. Yeah. Hoping that'll make him more keen. <laughs> right. <laughs> to get with me. <laughs> <laughs> There you go, Will. Uh, <laughs> I think he's keen. I still love you too. I think he's keen too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So go on, talk me through what you... Um, I thought there were a few big performances. I thought... No, uh, just just Will Addison. <laughs> That's all I want right now. Will was... Will... Okay, he was 15, right? He was He was class. Yeah. He was class. Um, I, I just think the only reason he's allowed to be class is because the boys up front just smashed people time after time after time and did really well. With ball in hand as well. Al Connor was brilliant. Sean Reedy was brilliant. Matty Ray, I think, has come on low to this season. He's been brilliant as well. Um, Balakun was pretty good as well. Mm. But yeah, Will, I just thought he was he was he was unreal. He just looks so slick, so composed. But again, sorry, I know. <laughs> yeah, every, every time I go to make one point, I'm like, but Will, yeah, <laughs> he was brilliant, wasn't he? He was. But like, I mean, for me, when I look at him, I think he's the kind of player that. <coughs> That you, when you you don't know you're missing in a team until you see what he can do. Yeah. He's a very unique rugby player. He can straighten a line and straighten a defence and sit down a defence so easily, so naturally, so instinctively. Um, and talking about stats in a game where so much of the rugby these days is stats based, um, you know, in the team room looking looking doing reviews, previews. And a lot of players are probably leaving half their brain inside in the video room and wondering what they should be doing at every moment. There's a lack of flow sometimes watching rugby. There's a lack of players who are actually in that moment and creating something from nothing, seeing what's in front of them and just playing with their instincts. And when I watch Will Addison play, I'm like, that guy is in the moment every time. He wants to create something. He wants to start something. And his, like that line he took out the back, that sweep play out the back of... uh, of Burns, yeah. uh, of McCluskey for Balakoon's try. <laughs> yeah. The timing of that was just perfection. The injection of pace, his, uh, his positional work. Like a lot of players would show early on that and you'll see him coming. He was just lurking in behind inside yeah. Burns and then pulled up and then injection of pace and uh, just broke the defensive line. And then You know, he did that well. We used to call this, I remember uh, with Ulster, there was a, a realisation, obviously like, what happened there was it was Billy Burns out the back of McCluskey and a forward maybe. I don't mm-hmm. think it was all backs. But so it's not a, a, a typical kind of shape. Mm-hmm. Often with, with just the backs or maybe off a starter or off a scrum or something, it would be just a reverse kind of just behind 12 to, to the wing. We called, um, uh, Dougie Howlett did a few times for Munster and hit himself so well so that when 10 actually lets go of the ball, um, Dougie's inside 10 mm-hmm. but he puts it in the air so he comes mm-hmm. from nowhere you nowhere. don't see him yeah. so um, defense, the defence number up and then they get they get done because they just don't see him there's just an extra man that they haven't considered yeah. I think that's what he did We then we, we changed it I remember myself and um, Paddy Jackson talking about it and we were like right 
Um, let's not just do a reverse. Let's do a really hidden, really disguised reverse. We called it a Dougie. A Dougie. <laughs> Dougie reverse. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. And then we just ran this. I was like, do it. I was like, before it comes, I was like, do it the Dougie way. <laughs> <laughs> and we got loads of joy out of it. Yeah. You're so hidden. But then the other thing that uh, Alison did really well was, I, I mentioned this in comms, so it's a bit steel now, but... Typically, when you go out the back, you mightn't strike. You'd, you'd take it and then you'd play or again. Link. Yeah. You'd link. But that gives them opportunity to um, to kind of get back into shape or something or to tag on again to recover in defence. Mm-hmm. But he just spotted that. I don't know who the Connaught player was that hinged in on McCluskey, but he just turned his back a little bit and he just took that space that he went from. Mm. So fast and so slick and it was so smooth. Yeah. The pass from Billy Burns as well. Mm. Again, probably... Hammond up too much, but it was slick. Yeah, and um, if you were to pick your starting Ulster backline in the morning, um, you know, with can I pick injured players? Is this hypothetical? This is hypothetical. You've got everyone available. Um, obviously, I think Cooney and Burns are pretty, uh, pretty solid nine and ten. But then you've and okay, McCluskey at twelve. Then you've got. Addison played 13, you've got Marshall playing 13, you've got Stockton has been playing 15, Addison has been playing 15, Fadis has been playing brilliant, Gilroy, uh, Balakoon, Little. Um, I mean, what a, what a bunch of players yeah. to pick from and a variety of, of combinations. I feel, I feel like when you're talking about Addison playing 13, you're trying to coax me into, into putting him in there and have Jacob at 15. I'm going to stand strong. No. I'm going to stand strong. I'm going to put Cooney at 9, Burns at 10. However, I think I was chatting to Mike Laurie there at the at the weekend. And he's back running this week, Ooh. and I have a soft spot for. And, okay, well, I think he's class. Because if we're playing ben, a we'll hypothetical, go, we'll one. go. I'll give you a bench as well. Give me your three bench because they'll be important yeah. throughout the game. It'd be madness for me to pick Mikey now, right? But it's an honourable mention. Yeah, and when he's fully fit, he could challenge and the two of them. That could be really good for Just, both of them. Yeah, yeah. So give I know, your, I know I'm, well. I'm muddying the water here. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Um, so nine Cooney ten Billy Burns uh, Jacob on the left McCluskey and Luke Marshall in the centre Balakoon on the right with Will at fullback uh, honourable mentions uh, bench three players on the bench or two um, Shanahan uh, Mike Laurie and I'm going to go I'm going to go Gilroy on the bench Gilroy could be starting ahead of Jacob I think Balakoon's playing out of his skin at the minute mm. he's probably the in-form winger mm-hmm only played one game actually yeah but still Louis Ludic was the informed winger until yeah. he, he picked up a knock there so Ludic sorry I forgot him as well yeah, yeah he was Louis, yeah. Louis's on fire at the moment yeah. and Gilly I think we all know what Gilly's capable of I mm. know <laughs> I'm sorry you are I can't even remember what your team is though <laughs> it's a, but, but who was on the right that, wing uh, Balakoon Balakoon okay yeah <sighs> serious backline yeah isn't it yeah did, did you did, did you get that all Ah. Uh, yeah. Nine, Cooney. Ten, Billy Burns. No, Eleven, Jacob. Yeah, Stewart. Um, Luke Marshall, Balakoon, Will Addison, Shanahan, Mike Laurie and Gilly. Yeah. Good side. Uh, they'll probably go relatively strong against Munster next weekend. Yeah. They, they'll have to make a few changes. But Cooney, Monster's Cooney probably... As well. Has Cooney played two or one? Oh, you can only play one, right? Yeah. Cooney's... Oh, he wasn't, he's not involved. Cooney won't be able to play. But, but he wasn't in the World Cup. Yeah, but apparently that doesn't matter. Should I? Oh, no, sorry. Is it the World Cup that so they're dictating, or is it the 45? No, it's supposed, no, it's supposed to be the World Cup, yeah, whoever's involved in the World Cup, yeah. Really? yeah. Yeah, so you would think Cooney could play that again, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I still think they'll, I, they'll change him because they've got two European games then coming as well, so... 
Yeah, maybe. Be interesting to see. It'd be nice to see Murray v Cooney. Is that what you're saying? Oh, I wasn't, but that would be yeah. that'd be a good uh, good game because Murray will play. He hasn't played um, the last couple of games. They've they've given most of their Irish players a couple of weeks off. Um, how did Kutsia finish up? Is he will be out cost. for a few weeks? Don't know. That Don't was know. A bit. What was your take on that? You didn't really talk about it. I on didn't talk it. I didn't talk about it on purpose because mm. I, I just I know I'm giving me a Paddy Max mm. <laughs> and I just didn't want to see him get tortured about it. But it wasn't great. It wasn't great. It was. Wasn't intentional. Uh, it no, was accidental. I wouldn't have like there was no malice. And I think I saw he came out on Twitter and said, "Oh, did he? Yeah." And just said, "Look, if anyone that knows me knows that I'm not that kind of player." And yeah, uh, when Marcel could see runs at you, you do just, silly things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like ah, yeah. gotta stop him. Yeah, uh, but it probably warranted I think something. It's, prob- it's probably red, is it not? Yeah, it's that's tough, especially because well, well, Allison's ban, which mm. then obviously should have been red. Wasn't as bad as that. Yeah, um, I think you get away with it whenever you're doing it to um, Kutsia. Because he's reason. such an animal. Yeah. yeah, I suppose it wasn't like he still kind of made a dominant carry and then yeah. he went forward. It wasn't like when normally when someone yeah. gets a blow to the head when <laughs> they go backwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got smashed in the head, concussed, and he still made a gate line. <laughs> <laughs> did they both? Did they both get concussed? Um, I think so. Paddy went off then shortly after. Didn't go off at the time. Okay. But I think then they, whenever they watched the replay, then they spotted, right, he needs to okay. get looked at. And I can't remember if he came back on. I don't know if he did. I can't either. Um, quick, we, ha- we haven't spoken about the Leinster-Ulster match a few weeks ago. 54-42. Were you co-coms for that? No. Okay, but you watched it. Yeah. Pretty bonkers game. Weird game, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, I don't, uh, Leinster were just so... Their execution was unbelievable. They just any opportunity they got, they just scored tries the first half, and then it looked. I thought second half. To be fair, Ulster stuck at it, and they had a lot of they had a few young guys, three or four guys making the first um, game, playing the first game for Ulster, and they stuck at it and they did really well, and and got back into the game, and then obviously got the losing bonus or got the four try bonus point. But I think Leinster were kind of looking towards Christmas. Mm. <laughs> they got the job done before half time, and it yeah. probably wasn't a fair reflection of. Of the whole game, I don't think it should have been that close. No, jeez, they were unbelievable. Harry, uh, Harry Byrne, man of the match performance. He was class. Yeah, I. I um, there's been a lot of chat about him, hasn't there? Mm. For, it's, it's not very typical. You say you think he's good. We to see the younger brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's such a typical. I think Joe Schmidt came out and kind of said that a few years ago. Oh didn't really? He? At, I don't know if it was a, a lunch that he was talking at or something, but he pretty much yeah. said that. Wait to see the younger brother. Yeah, he looks um, good, doesn't he? He was. He wasn't on the bench at the weekend. No, Frawley was on the bench. But he was doing... Uh, Waterboy. Bringing on the tea and Waterboy yeah. and stuff, which was interesting seeing the two brothers yeah. uh, in Thorne Park. So they Leinster versus Munster on whatever night of the week that was. <laughs> um, <laughs> Leinster kept pretty strong team out there, despite, like, you know, as he said, they can put anyone on the pitch at this point. Um, and it's a strong team. Uh, and they control the game. It had all the signs of being a classic sellout Thorne Park, um, you know, everyone home for Christmas, the big bash after what happened last year, and, and Munster beating Leinster, and there was blood boiling after that. Yeah. There was good conditions for it. It was a bit windy. You'd think there would be classic kind of uh, toe-to-toe rugby here. But Munster just kind of got it wrong in the first half especially. Yeah. Didn't know how to... 
play with the wind into their faces and I think Leinster just melt blood. It, so uh, you're talking about then they, they exited with box kicks rather than playing the way Leinster played? Yeah. So Classically, into the wind. You just hold on to the ball? Correct me if I'm wrong, yeah. It's been a long time since I've played, but that was... Just hold on to the ball. You certainly don't... Did they do that back in your day? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no such thing as box kicks. Gary <laughs> uh, on! I Gary on off nine! <laughs> <laughs> um... <clears throat> But yeah, right? Is that? Uh, yeah, um, McCarthy, McCarthy or McCarthy? Yeah, Nick McCarthy, McCarthy, yeah. Was it not because his, his box kicks were a little bit inaccurate? Is that not why, why uh, it didn't work? A little so bit not of, the execution rather than the decision? A little bit of both. I mean, geez, it's so hard to kick into that wind. You could see your, like I think Flam made the point in co-coms that you've got to keep a low trajectory on the ball when you're trying to kick into a wind like that. So... Um, he was under a little bit of pressure, but trying to put the ball up high in that, it's, yeah. it's a lottery. Like Yeah, but um, Leinster, were, Leinster nearly paid the price, so they, they played a lot more rugby when they were playing into the wind. Mm-hmm. Towards the end, they got a crucial turnover after loads and loads of monster pressure. Mm-hmm. And then James Lowe tried to throw that basketball pass over the top, just on his 22. Mm-hmm. And that's a sort of, obviously that's a, like a silly decision, but if you try and hold on to the ball, then you have to take a few more risks. And if Munster were more clinical, they would have punished him. And then, then the narrative would have been Leinster didn't manage the game correctly and they played too much rugby. No, I disagree. I put it to you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I disagree. That's one uh, moment where uh, James Lowe had a bit of a, a bit of a moment of madness. He's great, though. He's great. He's great. <laughs> He's totally wrong. Uh, but I think... Monster, like you, you can't criticize them for for their effort and like the players, how much they put in. Like the the work rate they put in is incredible, and the fact that they like this is an incredible Leinster team that have been wiping the floor with everyone put fifty four points on Ulster last week, and and they had to work for every point they got against Monster. So it's not a lack of effort, but um, I think if you if I was more stats based, uh, if you went back and looked at the last five or six games, especially for Munster, especially the Racing game, two Saris game, even the Ospreys game, our return from box kicks is, I'd go as far as saying almost zero. Like, not above 90%, there is, we're not getting the ball back, we're kicking not on our terms, the ball is slowed down beyond belief. You could hear the Leinster players the other night going, counting like eight, nine, ten seconds while the ball has been rolled back through, trying to create a longer rock. Yeah. And then it's a kick when everyone's ready for it. And there was a time when Joe Schmidt brought that into Ireland, when you were chasing the ball, when it was an unbelievable tactic and no one knew how to deal with it. And it was brilliant. But that time has come and gone. And we But it still works for Ulster. Ulster's still doing it. Not, a, not, but they've got such a variety of play that they, like I said, when they exit... They, you don't know if they're going to attack or if they're going to kick or if they're going to take a runner or and they're but, doing it okay, quick. So, but that mean, I don't think they need, I don't think you need to write it off. I still think it's it's a legitimate way to get out of your twenty two and to exit. Of well. course, of Ulster's, course. The Billy Burns try came from uh, uh, a box kick. Yeah, but uh, yeah, again, back to my point. Done with well and yeah. and quick. I don't mind if it's like you could see Leinster doing it in the second half. They they didn't always run and keep playing for face. They kicked a few boxes, but when they did, it was within three or four seconds. Someone carried strong, then a box kick was put up. When, the, when, when it's on your terms, it's not like, oh shit, we've run out of things to do here. 
let's put up a box kick. Yeah. And like, but you I, could. I watched the, the Exeter Saracens game there yesterday, and and both of them were doing it. Um, Spencer and um, Nick White for Exeter, they were both doing it. Get the long rock, take your time with it. And every time um, Wayne Barnes is like, um, play it now, and then you've got five seconds, and he takes his time, you use it. They were all doing it as well, it's and they're the best sides around. rugby. It's so shit to watch. <laughs> it is so bad to watch, man. Like, you could hear, you could feel, like, Munster in Tone Park, in Leinster, you're like, you make it so uncomfortable that they, like, whatever went to the Tone Park factor, bring that into play. And, okay, you might think putting up box kicks is a, is a good way to get the crowd behind you and get them, like, rabble, rabble, rabble. <laughs> uh, <laughs> which is fine if you've, if you've got the wind behind you and, uh, and you're on, again, on your terms and, and the, your go-forward ball. But you're taking, you're negating the crowd there. It's like you're taking that out of the the, the factor. And and you could hear, you could feel it in the crowd. They were like, fucking, this is still at this. What are we at? <laughs> you know, and um, we've got better players than, than that. And, um, you know, people are praising Leinster what they did in the second half. But it was very simple stuff. Just passing, quick ball, moving the ball, you know. I think I saw a stat yesterday that said, is alarming that Munster didn't pass the ball this. more than twice in the entire game. Three, I heard three. As in, they didn't pass it three times. More than twice, you know what I mean? Oh, sorry. In yeah. a phase. Yeah. So there, was, there wasn't three consistent passes in one phase of play for yeah. the entire game. Yeah. Like, that's mad. So, see what you're saying there about, uh, about Ulster, how everybody kind of does what they're told and everybody... <laughs> Um, does their job and contributes that way to the way that they've learned in the video room. Mm-hmm. But Will, Ad- Will Addison does something different. Not does something different, just plays a little bit more freely and he's got an X factor and he he goes with how he feels the mm-hmm. game or a decision that needs to be done or whatever. Anyway, so he, he goes with feel slightly more. Mm-hmm. And he's got X factor so he can back it up. Do you think, do you think that Munster are missing someone like that? Because Leinster have James Lowe. James Lowe gets a bit of space and gets that offload to, to Fardy in the second half and then they're right on their line. They could have scored if Porter hadn't coughed it up. Yeah, it's... Uh, Do you think they need... And could that, could that be Joey Carberry once he settles in? Could he... Yeah, I mean, they've, the they've definitely the ability to do it. We've seen them do it, score some brilliant tries and as Flau would tell you when he's here, they've, they've a brilliant record in scoring tries over the last few years. And So I'm not sure if it's a personnel thing, it's a philosophy thing for me, you know. Um, okay, granted, the weekend there were combinations that were unusual, and it was an unusual selection of a team. I thought playing Diane Goggin on the wing was definitely done to to stop James Lowe, and mm. James Lowe had one of his quietest games for Leinster, so job done. But Diane Goggin is a brilliant distributing 13, um, and Sammy Arnold's a great player, hasn't played a lot of rugby, um, so it was a strange combination to put him and Scannell in there when they haven't played a lot together. I would have loved to have seen Diane Goggin in there. And it might have brought a little bit more cohesion to the back line. Um, Scannell's important. Scannell is important. I and, think Scannell's and, really important. And like Scannell is a brilliant distributor. And like when we talk about uh, the the sweep from Addison, like Scannell got the ball in three or four okay at three or four occasions of the weekend and could have given the sweep pass, uh, but didn't and carried. Um, and maybe once uh, I think tipped on to Sammy Arnold, who then got turned over, and it wasn't. Uh, I'm not sure whether it's there's a lack of someone out the back like a Will Addison who sees everything and is just like, give me the ball. Mm. Um, and that kind of thing is potentially what Munster are missing is someone who has that confidence 
to be that sweep player. I think yeah. Earlsy is really dangerous on a sweep. I'd love Healy? to see him play. Can Healy not do that? Yeah, Healy had a brilliant game the weekend. Um, maybe found himself a little bit too wide to, to, to be that sweep player at times, but he's probably been our best back this season. Um, but it's a philosophy thing for me. Again, if, you're, if your go-to after four or five phases is we're going to put up a box kick, if everyone has that mentality, then players are probably not going to have the, the intention or the focus that, that we need to have a go here. And, and that's becoming more and more obvious to me because, uh, as you said, there's no, we're not putting those phases together. It's very frustrating mm. for a crowd to watch. But look, the On other the side, flip side. side of it is they're winning. They're they're winning. They're top of the of their pool. They're uh, still very much in Europe. Um, they're so hard to beat because of their work rate and their energy and their attitude and the defense is brilliant. Yeah, there was a few big performances. Yeah, like I thought, Witcherly was Witcherly huge. Was Jack O'Donoghue had eight. Yeah, uh, Lock, uh, Lockman and, and Jack O'Sullivan came off the bench. Yeah, and did really well. Brilliant. Yeah, Jack O'Sullivan was brilliant. Jeremy Lockman's obviously shown some. They might both start this weekend. Yeah, yeah. I'd say like he'll Killer, go won't, to... Killer won't play. You go to strong side because we've got Racing the following weekend. So yeah, it's, it's can only be so strong. Farrell can't play. Oh, can he not? Um, apparently, Knox he played that one game. I think yeah, yeah. Um, Van Grant said that Klein can't play. CJ can't play. Pete's back. Pete's Murray, back. Murray and Earlsy, Joey. Joey. Earlsy, yeah. Um, uh, Who Joey played? I wonder. Yeah, because he played. Yeah. He's played his I'd say oh, they make exceptions, man. He has to start. Yeah, if Farrell he, might. Have, yeah. If he's starting against Racing, he has to start. Yeah. And yeah. that would not that he will start against Racing. I think JJ uh, has been excellent. He's put. He's definitely made it more of a difficult decision. Yeah. Um, and they could go with with Joey off the bench. It's. Be, I think they would have loved to add him maybe a little bit earlier than this, because it's make or break in Paris in two weeks' time. They have to win that game. It's break, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. I still have a faith. Um, Leinster. Yeah. Okay. So Will Connors. He's. I think he's. Uh, he's fifteen thousand tackles in the last uh, few weeks. Yeah. And he's missed. He's uh, related to Sarah Connors, I think. <laughs> yeah. She's saving the planet just in an unusual, <laughs> unusual a chop way. tackle kind yeah. of way. She had the action pump, pump action shotgun. Yeah. He's like pump action Connors. Uh, yeah, he's excellent, excellent player. Yeah, uh, Doris Deegan, uh, all ridiculous. <laughs> all those guys. Uh, um, um, Ross, just touching on what we were saying uh, about that Harry Byrne Rossburn mm-hmm. thing. I thought Rossburn looked. Quite dangerous as well. Yeah, anyway, made that break, break. Goes to the line hard. Mm-hmm. He's he's he has a reputation for being quite conservative. But I don't know. He didn't look that conservative. No. He just managed the game well, but also kind of backed himself or got got played flat a couple of times. Mm. <clears throat> I thought Rowan Osborne did really well. Yeah, what's first, the story with him? Is he? I hadn't heard of him yeah. until yeah. Uh, this weekend. And first start. Yeah. First start. I was like licking my lips. When I heard that uh, that uh, Gibson Park was out, I was like, nice one. Um, I would have loved if Craig Casey had started for Munster. I think that was something that uh, they they overlooked uh, the wee nine. I know. Is he? Do you remember we were talking about him during the World Cup, the 20s World Cup? Yeah. Is he 
has he still got the same confidence and persona oh, yeah. and chest out? Yeah. Really? Yeah, he played against Connacht last week and he was He brilliant. reminded me of a little McGregor, Conor McGregor. <laughs> yeah, before he became a dick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Remain like that, Craig, please. Uh, yeah, he, he, I think you know, he's pure Limerick. Like he's, he, <laughs> you can he's, even say pure Limerick. Pure Limerick. <laughs> he definitely is a beater. Uh, he's Mossy Lawler's nephew. He just has that coldness to him, that... Yeah. Bitterness and uh, I think Leinster versus Munster, our fans need someone like that to just put them in there. No matter what had happened, whether he played well or, or made mistakes or whatever, he would have still, I think, embodied what we all need in Munster at this moment is uh, a young the lad intangible, like that. The yeah. intangible coldness. Exa- yes, the bitterness. Not good for his, him off the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, ha- don't enjoy Christmas. <laughs> we need you cold come game day. <laughs> uh, but look, it's, uh, he'll definitely be one for the future. Um, but yeah, there was, so we've got two more Interpros this weekend. Um, any There's really only one Interpro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is. Connet, I'm struggling to Connet. find them. If I'm struggling to find them relevant. To, to find a way to pronounce their name. <laughs> Con- <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I just think they went pretty strong at home to Munster, poor, and then they were, I think, as good as Ulster were at the weekend, I think Connacht were poor, mm. and then they're going to be lambs to slaughter this weekend at the RDS, I would have thought. Yeah. And it's a shame, because despite what you think, <laughs> I think we, we're all, we all would like to see Connacht going well. We all remember them from, from that one <laughs> that one year when everything just clicked and they've so much ability, but... Well, even last year they played... You know, they almost beat Leinster in the RDS last year, beat yeah. Connacht, uh, or beat Ulster in Raven They beat Hill, Ulster in Raven yeah. Um, had some big games in Europe, and... First time they beat Ulster in 60 years yeah. in Kingspan. Yeah, I mean... So They've got like, it in them. As much as the, we all talk about that that season a few years ago, I thought they were outstanding last year. And, again, I I struggled with a couple of the, his selection decisions this year, and um, I think Carty could have done with a little bit more... Faith. I don't know what goes on behind the scenes there. Yeah. Um, is Marmion still injured or? No, he's back. Yeah. He's, he hasn't been on the bench even. Like yeah. Is, Karen's a good player and Blade is playing quite well, but um, he's putting an awful lot of faith <sighs> in something check. that hasn't been working because even against Montpellier a few weeks ago, okay, they won, but they were pretty lucky to get the win in the end, and, yeah. and they still looked a bit scrappy. Um, but I think selection-wise, this weekend is is important for them. I think. Bundyaki didn't play dinner night today. No. Oh, he's got a back issue. Sorry, Kieran Marmion. Okay. Um, on a positive note, Alton Delan has been yeah. pretty class. Yeah. I think he's matured. Not that he was immature, but... He's very challenging. <laughs> <laughs> but I think uh, he just looks like he's out. To, he means business now. Yeah, he's you're right. I, th- I, would, I would agree. I think he's matured. I think he's always had that kind of raw athleticism. Mm-hmm. And now he just seems to have grown into what's expected elsewhere apart from just carrying the ball but carrying the ball he looks very dynamic first couple of carries he carried hard and got loads of joy mm. and then I think then they started doubling up on him when they realised he's the main kind of ball carrying threat mm. so what day are those games on? what games? put <laughs> <laughs> that game on um, is it this side of New Year's or is it Connacht uh, Leinster's on the 4th 4th Ulster games on Friday are you doing anything for New Year's no we're just going around to France oh. 
I was thinking, do you know what everyone's kind of harping on about this week now, but it's been limbo, like, yeah. um, I don't know what to do with myself. I'm not doing anything for New Year's. Yeah. You know gigs? No, we're done. Finished. Decade of gigs. Yeah. Over. Um, we have a gig in the third in, in Ennis, but that's new. That's next year. Um, <laughs> we were in Donegal on the 22nd, and it was like that that night where everyone's in Christmas jumpers at three o'clock in the day and they're leery and <laughs> <laughs> lurky in the middle of the day. We're like trying to have a coffee, get ready for sound check. It was like, Jesus Christ, this is so yeah. loose. The Christmas, the Christmas jumpers thing I think is odd. It is. Anybody, I, I, I told you this before, Frompton um, on the Joe podcast, uh, there was one recently, it just came up on my timeline and uh, Frampton was was reacting live to is it Warrington or what's the name of the? Don't think they're. Oh uh, yeah, Warrington. Yeah, he's yeah. the guy, he's the boxer that was yeah. like I'm slagging him, <laughs> abusing him. Okay, yeah, saying, yeah. Oh, he's getting distracted with his podcasting and all. <laughs> right, uh, and then um, he was reacting to it and he was getting all fired up, like real <laughs> intense. <laughs> And then you realise he's wearing a, like a Christmas jumper. <laughs> it kind of ruins it. Ruins the Rudolph. Yeah. <laughs> Rudolph nose. Yeah, yeah. I it, I was in the pub and there was it was a lot of foot. There was a lot of football matches on and there was a lot of lads who were in to watch the football <laughs> and they were like oh, they were they were Irish. They were talking. They're dully gone. But uh, I was thinking that I was like fast forward to three o'clock in the morning when all these lads are probably a little bit more aggro and pissed. And they're probably going to be a few fights with the Christmas jumpers on. <laughs> yeah. It's really hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I find we were talking Slagging about... each other's Christmas jumpers like, <laughs> what's that shit? <laughs> Where'd you get that Tesco's? <laughs> uh, oh, the ones with the little elf that looks like you're the, the elf head, like yeah. they have the collar. But I was thinking about your year, right? So that's like the sloppiest time of year. That, that Those few days, they're so messy. And we were chatting about it over a coffee and we're like... If you were to take your full year and have it as a day out on the piss, uh, a full day out, so each month representing a different point in the day of day out, not including your sleep, obviously, because you sleep for that's not included. So I think that time of year is like the time of the night where you should have gone home. It's like <laughs> you're bananas and you're like it's either going to go one of two ways where you're going to ruin Christmas for everyone or you just go home yeah so you get up you get up in January January's first thing in the morning January, February I think even is like first thing in the morning you're watching oh I'm getting a gym membership no you're just on the couch with like a salad bowl filled with Kellogg's variety all the cereal in one bowl just eating with a big massive spoon watching feckin' Soccer AM or Demolition Man or something like that. Demolition Man, where did that come from? <laughs> I don't know. Classic though. Um, and then March is about 12 o'clock and you're like, shit, i got to get ready to go out. Um, maybe it's, because uh, it can be a variety of days out, so maybe it could be a, a wedding mm-hmm. you're going to. So you could go, March is like getting three pints in post-church. Yeah, before the mass, getting yeah. there and realizing you're a bit early. We go across the road and have a snappy pint. Yeah, then you three pints and you're fucking. Yeah, you're stuffing your face with canapes. Yeah, April is uh, uh, you're you're in the middle of the day and you're maybe out watching football matches, pretending you like football, but you really just want to drink during the day. You're like, shit, go on, United or something. Go on, or you're at a stag. <laughs> you're at a stag. May was perfect. One of the lads said, um, "It's like you're pre-drinking." Drinking a bottle in the shower. <laughs> the shower. <laughs> <laughs> you 
embarrassing that when drinking a bottle of Heineken in the shower, listening to music. <laughs> And then the summer is just You've got all... your phone like um, with the speaker in the glass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, outside the shower. <laughs> I'm walking on French then. And then uh, the summer is like just barbecues in afternoon, like five to eight. Perfect. You're in flying form. Your gags are hilarious. You're just, everyone's in great form. You're looking great. Optimal. Yeah. September is the transition period between the beer garden and your next place. So it's probably getting some food uh-huh. for that weird period in September where you're kind of neither here nor there. <laughs> and then October, you're getting a bit spooky. And you're, there's a few shots coming in. and You're, you're changing things up. Yeah. And you're, getting, you're talking shit. <laughs> you know, you're like, what the fuck is he on about? Like he's dressing up in weird clothes or whatever. And then November, you get sick. You just, you've had a few shots in October and you puke all over the place in November. And... And you think you're done. You're like, oh, just get me to January, man. I'm sick of this. And then December, you're back on it. You, you get a new lease of life. You go to the club. I'd be keen for, be keen for food again <laughs> at some stage. That's, this, that's limbo. Uh-huh. So limbo is, okay. is when you're after the club yeah. and you're just outside wandering around. So hungry. So just trying to eat food, trying to find your jacket. <laughs> Where the fuck's my jacket? Calling your aunties. I need my jacket in your house last night. Each different auntie. And then New Year's is the after party that you never want to go to, but you always go to. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Are we still... It just, it's been such a long day. <laughs> I, I don't have the stamina for 12 months of, know, of a day. Of a day out, yeah. I think... Um, See that September period? Yeah. I might have just had it on. No. <laughs> <laughs> See, I would have gone to the after the after party. Yeah. New Year's. I have no stamina for Woke up New Year's Day going, I never. I've been drinking for nine months. <laughs> <laughs> I'm away to bed. <laughs> I'm never going again. And then you do it all again the next yeah. the next March. Back in. Zero hour sleep. Yeah. Stripping. Yeah. There you are. We got there, didn't we? We did. Jeez. Um, so over the Christmas period, any players that stood out to you? Because <clears throat> there's a lot included in Andy uh, Farrell's 45-man stock take. Yeah. Um, anyone that you would love to see getting a shout for, um, the, for the Six Nations? Um, Will Connors is obviously going brilliantly. Will Allison, of course, 15. There's an opportunity there. Will Connors is going brilliantly, but I still think... <laughs> I still think Van der Fleer is going to come back yeah. and have a blinder. I don't think you can write off any of the players. That One of the three of them will get a go, won't they? Keelan Doris, Max, Max Deegan or Will Connors. I, I think or with Sarah, the... Or Sarah Connors. One of the Sarah Connors. Ones. With the injuries to... to There's Sarah Connors, Terminator 1 and Terminator 2. Ah, 2, she's, she's definitely the best, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm saying Max Deegan is Terminator 1. Oh, sorry. And uh, Keelan Doris, never mind. Oh, God. Yeah, I wasn't with you. Um, yeah, I think... Uh, with Jack Conan injured, yeah, one of them would probably. How serious is that? He's, yeah, I think he's going to miss the Six Nations. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. at least the start of it. So, what, do you think one of them will displace um, CJ? No, or shift him? Maybe for an Italy match. You know, he'll he'll definitely. Um, he usually mixes. They usually mix things up for the Italian match. Mm-hmm. Um, potentially a Scottish match. Is there much to lose in giving these lads a mm-hmm. fucking shout? Like, is there? Yeah. In my opinion, nah. there is. There is. What? There is. 
Farrell could lose his job. That could, what's that? That's but like, would you not love to see lads getting a? Oh, you are going on about this four-year rotation, um, peaking at a World Cup in four years' time. Is no. that what we're talking about? We've got a Six Nations to win. <laughs> we haven't got time. Farrell might not be in a job in a couple of years' time if he doesn't win Six Nations. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I, I definitely like there will be changes. I think Cooney. Think Cooney will got to go. Uh, I definitely on the bench. Yeah, and he'll get a shout. Um, but like. I don't think he's going to make drastic changes in yeah. in a lot of positions. I think uh, there's a window open now at fullback. Uh, Larmer is getting obviously his, his first one there, but Will. Yeah, no, it was when he had one game. To he's be still fair, only twenty seven as well. I can't believe how young he is. Yeah, um, Conway played very well. Keith Earls, uh, Devin Toner has put his hand up. I was just brilliant, say the other yeah. yeah, brilliant. Like. What more do you want? I think John Klein has played very well. To be fair to him, he's he's has also he? raised his game. Yeah, really. Yeah, he was excellent. You couldn't uh, play the two of them together. No, but I think I think he's answered a lot of his critics over the last few weeks. He's been one of Munster's better players. Is that right? So, uh, yeah, some um, interesting decisions to be made. Jack O'Donoghue, what not in that forty-five man group. Not in it. No. Yeah, I thought he's been great over Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Jordan Murphy, good. not in Love to see him at eight. No, Jordan. Seen yeah. him at eight. Yeah, uh, he was. He is an eight naturally. Like that's. I coached him at Bowes when he came out of school for a couple of years, and he was. So you're responsible. He was a number eight. I was leading him down the eight route, but um, obviously with CJ there, it's a hard position to yeah to wrestle off him. But he has that natural, big wide step, um, and really quick off the back of a of a scrum. We didn't see it the other night now. Yeah. Um, but he's very quick, very explosive, and. Rangy, you know. Ronan Kelleher uh, at hooker, will he get a go? He's injured as well, but I don't know if it's that bad. Uh, yeah, actually, I'm trying to think. Did he, he didn't feature in that Leinster game, did he? Or he's he's in he was in that group anyway, so he must be coming back in yeah. the next couple of weeks. Rob Herring went well. Yeah, on Friday yeah. night. Yeah, he he might get in the mix. There's definitely a, a, an opening there at hooker, obviously with Bestie, Bestie gone. Um, Scannell probably. Yeah, next in line to to step he's, up. He's fit, is it? He? No, he's not. He mustn't be. Nah, no, I think he was rested. I don't, I don't think he's injured. Hasn't played the last two though, has he? So you you know, I don't think he played. You could see if he features then against. Um, so he must be up in Belfast then. Let's see if he yeah. plays. Yeah. Kevin O'Brien. Yeah, Kevin O'Brien actually started. Did he start to two of those games? So yeah. But yeah, no no scandal. So you might see him against Ulster then as well. Yeah, huge game this weekend. That's going to be a proper test, I think. Yeah. Um, Alrighty, we'll take a quick break and we will be back in a moment with Black and White. You're listening to Baz and Andrew's House of Rugby on Joe, together with Guinness. Hello, and we're back with Black and White. Uh, over the last few weeks, we've been having some fun with selecting our best 15 teams and reliving some old stories with different scenarios. Uh, we're going to keep that up this week, but our topic is great players that could not defend to save their lives, but we're just going to go with one player each. So they're great players. We're not saying they're well, great players. They're they're great. If it it's a compliment that yeah. you get mentioned. It's yeah, it's because you're great, uh-huh. but you also... But I mean, you've, you've just got one or two issues, you know, <laughs> one or two work-ons. No interest in tackle. <laughs> Zero. Um, so Pat's going to decide. We'll each go with one. <clears throat> okay. Um, for me... Um, he's got a couple of mentions in the past mm-hmm. um, and uh, with Ulster we went out of our way to 
just find a way to disguise. <laughs> yeah. I think it was Flash suggested we put him in the backfield with a pair of glasses and a fake moustache. <laughs> Who is that over there? So, it's uh, I. Uh, it was Ian Humphreys. Ian Humphreys. Our, um, so I played with Ian uh, with Humph Jr. the whole way through. Yeah. Played um, ball for Balmino with him. And in Balmino, we did the same thing. Kept him in the backfield. <laughs> I remember we did um, we did some one-on-one, um, like, tackle tech. And, we yeah. were, and the coach at the time was trying to teach us, like, in the in the sports hall, took us up. We came up half an hour early for the session. And um, Humphy was showing Humph how to do, like, judo throws and stuff like this here. I was like, we're going to see another side of <laughs> at the weekend. <laughs> nah. 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 And the other one was we used to, Matty Williams used to do um, sandpit. Um, training so like just you, a, there was a sand pit up in New Forge where, where we used to train and you would have to run alongside the a straight line alongside the <laughs> sand pit very ungame like <laughs> no footwork allowed and then you just smash whoever it was into the sand pit so the sand was pretty hard right. <laughs> as well yeah. so you'd be getting like obviously the sand is going to have no impact on the, the collision of the body and then you smash yourself into the sand yeah. and I remember Ian Humphreys and Paul Marshall the Beagle just paired up together and they were both such heroes. I was going <laughs> to say this. Yeah. I went to one of those under 16s um, Irish trials or some shite back when I was in school. Do you remember those? Yeah, You'd yeah. go up to Clongos and you'd have to go to some private oh, yeah, school yeah. in Dublin and you get the bus up and you hated every minute of being yeah. there and they're teaching you all about your core and stuff like that. And Humps was there <laughs> and he was just so ridiculously good at or anything, the ball was spinning on his finger <laughs> yeah. all the time. Yeah. Um, probably didn't have any pubes. Now, you know, if we're talking about like schoolboys having. Do you think so? The, the higher, the better players always had beards and pubes. Not sure if he had any pubes. He was quite, he was quite hairy. Was it? Oh, he yeah. was, you're right, yeah. He was. Yeah, don't know why, why I thought that. Um, but yeah, he was. He would have shaved them from an early age. <laughs> <laughs> um, Shaving pubes in some beds, that would have been yeah. a missing tackle. <laughs> yeah. But he paired, I remember he paired up with someone as well. I was like, ah, he's, he's dodging the. Clever. The Switched stuff. on. Yeah. Do you remember those where they give you, at the end of that grueling, torturous weekend, they'd give you an IRFU t shirt with like the IRFU sign on it that would be poorly placed? It was like. Off centre over here, we <laughs> yeah. have peeled off <laughs> way too big for you. It's like thanks a million. Um, okay, yeah, I so, you know freeze. Yeah, I like him. Yeah, and a great guy, great fella, great fella, and very handy with ball in hand. Brilliant, <laughs> Sorry. shocking, <laughs> shocking expression. Very talented. Yeah, <laughs> leave it at that. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'm gonna go with. Um, I was thinking. Brock James for Claremont back in the Joe Schmidt Claremont era where they were unbelievable and we seemed to be drawn by the, with them every year. Yeah. And uh, the, the gloves were a big giveaway. They were. I thought. Bicycle shorts and gloves. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> and that look of, please don't yeah. run at me. <laughs> yeah. uh, but they were just so big and so good yeah. that he could get away with. He would have been a, like the equivalent of the. Um, Australian equivalent of the Colongos and he'd have been in line and the, the, the coach would have recognised that's that kid that can't tackle yeah. take those there uh, tackling gloves <laughs> <laughs> they'll sort you out <laughs> yeah they, I, I, I think I wore one glove one time because I had a broken finger so yeah. I needed to keep a, a 
I had like a plaster Paris on one finger <laughs> and I needed to keep that on and the only way I could keep it on was to have a glove on. But I was like, I'm not wearing two gloves because I don't want to be one of those lads that wear the gloves. So I, I, I did something similar. Purposely and then wore one glove. People abused me on Twitter, called me Jacko <laughs> <laughs> for wearing one glove. <laughs> yeah. And at the time, the Michael Jackson trial was going on. Oh, shit. And uh, so one, <laughs> one person suggested that I should, like, I should be like a correspondent on the trial. <laughs> I fully embrace it. <laughs> Proper involved. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, good thing you didn't. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I was going to go with him, but I decided not to. I went with Bernard Sal, oh. the French winger who used to make me laugh so much how much he could run away from Jonah Lomu <laughs> yeah. instead of tackling him. Yeah. Remember his celebration was his uh, two hands in the air <laughs> with the two peace signs. Anytime he'd score with the silver hair and he'd the long sleeve French jersey, yeah. and it was just like that. Ooh. And it was almost like he would do. I'd love to see if someone could superimpose him doing that. Running away from Joan, <laughs> from <No>. Joan Lomu. <laughs> Lomu just trying to run him, and he's like, Whoa. "Get back in!" <laughs> yeah. Chasing around the pitch. Yeah, How, like imagine getting away with that for your entire career. Sorry, Ian Humphrey. Sorry, Brock James. <laughs> sorry, Mitch. Sorry, Bernard South. Yeah, that's good. Pat, up to you, man. Um, our year give, depends. Our decade depends on this. We'll give it to Trimby there. Well, Trimby, you can take Fla's non-existent name there. You can take that Guinness from him and give it to him. Flying. We yeah. could, you know what we could do? Wipe the board for... He definitely used to... <laughs> Man, yeah, I'll do. I'll do. Um, okay, congratulations. You've won the last one of the decade. You won um, 2019 there, I'd say. Go, go, go back to zero for 2020. Okay. Yeah. Take we'll that cushion home with you. We'll do it off air. Yeah. Did you only realise that it was the end of the decade, like, quite recently? Yes. Yeah. People have started, I'd be like, don't be so dramatic. Oh, yeah, that, <laughs> that does work. <laughs> I heard Raj on something, and he was asked about it last week, who's your player of the decade? And he was like, ah, uh, as in, like, 2009 <laughs> to 2019? <laughs> <laughs> they were like, what? <laughs> and then it was only at that moment that it dawned on me that it's the end of the decade. Yeah. Wow. What a decade, lads. Yeah. Was it? It's <laughs> grand. It's grand, yeah. <laughs> All righty, well, we'll be back in the next decade to bring you loads and loads and loads and loads more House of Rugby. We'll next be decade, we'll be in like, um, spacesuits. With a <laughs> be all futuristic. With a bidet. A <laughs> for drinking out of and washing your arse. Or washing your gooch. Yeah. Or your bars. See you then. See you then. Uh, oh, yeah. The, cheers. Do the, do the official bit. Uh, the official ending is. Please uh, subscribe and pass on to any of your friends that haven't subscribed to subscribe. And uh, get on to our Facebook group, which has been brilliant over Christmas. We've had some uh, lovely comments. Pat, you met an Australian man, uh, I believe. Yeah, I was at the Lancer Ulster game as a fan there with my dad and sister over Christmas. And uh, my dad was chatting away to some lad and... Um, yeah, just met, he's mentioned he was House of Rugby and all, all the way over in Sydney, he listens to every week. Big praise for you guys. Hello. Said, oh, you're great crack, they're great crack. I met one fella at Belfast at uh, our gig yeah. and he said uh, him and his girlfriend listened to it together. Yeah, I met them as well. Oh, really? Yeah, at our gig. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of penguins in Belfast. Yeah. Yeah. Penguins, are, Belfast is riddled with them. And they're very happy to be called penguins. Yeah, they love it. It's brilliant. <laughs> we didn't mean that compliment. <laughs> I definitely felt a little bit nervous calling them penguins if you called someone a Nimerick a penguin they'd be like oh, f- 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, it's up north, they're very happy. Yeah. We'll take any, any so attention. Much, much love to all the penguins <laughs> out there. Um, and thank you to anyone on Twitter uh, for leaving comments, etc., etc. Get your comments in. You have one last chance to get the comment of the decade. We're going to run that competition next week. <laughs> okay. I'll just be left to look after that and you'll head off. It's your mind, Pat. Sort that out, would you? <laughs> comment of the decade. Perfect. Uh, thank you to Pat, Mick, Alan and Anthony for all your help in putting the show together this week. Cheers to everybody watching on YouTube as well. Hello there. Um, we'll see you next week. This has been Baz and Andrew's House of Rugby here on Joe. Together with Guinness. Party on. Party on. You were listening to Baz and Andrew's House of Rugby on Joe. Together with Guinness. Drink responsibly. Visit drinkaware.ie for the facts.